This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Gen Z Money. Today, I'm chatting to Chelsea to talk about everything van life. Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So tell me a little bit about yourself and your situation and how you got into the world of living in a van. Yeah, so I left home thinking that I was going to be away for two weeks um, and it's currently been almost five months since I've been on the road. Yeah, all, a lot of timing just aligned, which is, yeah, brought me to where I am now. <laughs> so where are you today when we're talking? Um, I'm in the sunny, sunny coast at the moment. Awesome. And where have you been traveling over the last five months? Um, so I left Victoria and slowly went up the coastline from New South Wales um, up into Queensland all the way to um, the Daintree and then slowly coming back down. Awesome. And where are you from originally? I grew up in a small country town called Rochester, um, but I've spent the last like five years or so in Geelong. Awesome. And what made you decide to embark upon van life? It's not something that, you know, people just decide to do on the spur of a moment. Yeah, like I've always wanted to do it. And I brought the van because I was doing a lot of markets, so it was just practical. And then, yeah, it kind of just snowballed because it was just going to be a kind of a basic build with a floor and some insulation. Yeah, and now it's basically my home. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about getting the van. Did you, so you built the van um, out yourself. How much did the van cost and, and what was it being used as before you bought it? Yeah, so it was a tradie van before I bought it. Um, so, yeah, when I bought it, it was fully empty. Um, and yeah, and then with the help of dad um, and Built for Adventure, built my cabinets. Yeah, so we just gradually built it out over time. Um, the van cost... 23 grand and then I probably spent about maybe eight grand on the build. And what did your parents think when you told them about this idea? Yeah, they they loved it. Like I've travelled a lot as a kid, um, so they're all for travel. Um, They were definitely a bit uncertain about me going by myself. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I told them I was only leaving for two weeks and I haven't been back in five months. So I guess they're okay with it now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And what do you like most about living on the road? I just love the choices, like there's so many opportunities um, and always being outside is definitely the best part of it for me. Um, yeah, being able to wake up, wake up at a different time of the day, um, different time of the day <laughs> at a different place um, or, yeah, just go on lots of adventures and meet lots of different types of people. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> so what were you doing before this adventure? Were you working? Were you studying? What was the background? So I have done a advanced diploma in jewellery design um, for two years at TAFE when I first finished school. Um, yeah, then moved to Geelong and was doing, I have a jewellery label um, that I sell at markets and online. So I was doing that on the weekends um, at festivals and markets and then working full time in um, hospitality and also was a lifeguard and like a shift supervisor at an aquatic centre. And what about now? Um, yeah, so now I'm still just doing my jewellery label, um, selling it online, um, doing a few markets on the road as well. Um, and I'm also doing a startup company that I'm working on, um, putting a lot of time into that at the moment as well. Yeah. 
Awesome. And I've seen your Instagram and I love that you're so open about how you fund van life. So I'm going to ask you a few questions about that a little bit later on. But first, there's just a few things I want to get off the top of my head. Um, so first of all, what's the best place you visited? Um, there's so many places and for like different reasons, but I would say the Atherton Tablelands as an area, um, a lot of waterfalls, a lot of hikes, um, which is, yeah, definitely an awesome experience. And how do you travel? So do you decide like a route that you're going to travel on or do you just let the road take you? Um, for a start, I sort of had a, I had a plan um, of where I was going to go, but the road's just kind of taken me lately. <laughs> yeah, like I was never going to go into Queensland because the borders weren't open. Um, yeah, and then just a lot of things aligned. And then I had the opportunity to jump on a yacht for a week with a bunch of people I'd never met before. Um, so we went on that opportunity and yeah, somehow ended up at the very top end of Queensland. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. There's a few essential things I want to ask because, um, I find it fascinating and I'd love to know how you tackle all these things. So first of all, food and cooking, do you cook in the van? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love cooking. Um, and that was, yeah, definitely a big draw card and eating out can get very expensive. Um, so yeah, definitely cook in the van, um, uh, has it challenges at times like, if it's windy, it's like my cooker can sometimes blow out. <laughs> um, so I have to be a bit strategic about that. And like doing dishes is definitely a challenge as well, just to keep it real. <laughs> yeah. What kind of food are you cooking? Yeah, all sorts of things. Like I've only got a single burner cooker, so I don't have an oven. Um, so obviously can't do anything like that. Um, but a lot of stir fries, um, a lot of rice dishes, um, soups and salads. Yeah, quite a variety really. Awesome. And when you're on the road, how do you tackle um, like showers and bathrooms and all that kind of thing? Because obviously you don't have one of those in the van. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, just a lot of um, public toilets, get good at like finding them and knowing where they are. Um, and then, yeah, like beach showers. Um, and every now and again, I'll stay in a caravan park and have a good shower. Um, but generally, I do a lot of swimming. So I'm often at an aquatic centre. So I have my shower after my swim. Yeah, which is nice. It gets my exercise and my um, shower in for the day. So yeah, it works well. <laughs> and what about for laundry? Um, yeah, just laundry mats um, mainly, unless I'm yeah at a caravan park um, that has laundry facilities every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think about, okay, so you're in the Sunshine Coast, you're in Queensland, it's coming up to summer. How do you keep cool in the van overnight? Yeah, so I've got a roof fan that keeps me cool. Yeah, otherwise just really strategic about where I park during the day. Um, Like if it's a really hot day, definitely like find some shade because otherwise my van heats up. Um, So yeah, definitely careful about where I park during the day if I know it's going to be a hot night. Um, but yeah, otherwise I've got a fair bit of insula- um, insulation and like ventilation. So I leave like, yeah, a few, um, the windows at the front, they can like stay open, but they still are safe. Um, and yeah, I've also got the roof fan, which lots, lots of air and I can have the fan on as well. Perfect. And explain to me the logistics of the van. So where do you store all your stuff? Yeah, it's definitely a big game of Tetris most of the time. So I store everything, um, yeah, very strategically, um, very kind of organised, I guess. Like I've got spots for everything um, and only have obviously a very select amount of belongings. Everything that I have with me I like usually has at least two purposes, so it's always been used in different ways. <laughs> 
So what are some examples of some of those essential items that you have to have when you're traveling? I think definitely things to keep like your hobbies, like to keep you motivated. Um, like I love my photography, so my camera is definitely very important to me. Um, yeah, then my laptop because I do a lot of work on my laptop. And you mentioned earlier on that your parents were initially concerned about safety and that's definitely, I imagine, um, a big barrier for a lot of young people and especially a lot of young women. So yeah. how do you tackle that issue? Um, yeah, so I meet a lot of people. Um, yeah, I think it's most important to meet people, especially being solo, um, to meet people along the way. There's a massive van life community on Instagram. Um, so connect with a lot of those people. Um, you can usually follow along where they are and they give you tips and you kind of gradually form a connection online and then if you're in the right place at the same time then you can meet up which I found really good and yeah I've traveled with a lot of people that I've um yeah made great friends with um so yeah I think that's probably the most important thing and just knowing that someone's around or like you have contacts for someone who's not too far away if something does happen and you need help um, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then just going back to financial side of things, so could you explain again, sorry, what you do for work? So I imagine a lot of people would love the van life, but they're stuck to a physical location um, in terms of work, which obviously isn't your case. So what do you do to make money? Um, yeah, so my jewellery label, I sell it online and then sell it at markets on the road as well. Um, and then... Yeah, I've worked a lot of, like, I've been working probably three, at least three jobs for the last four years. Um, so working well and truly over full-time hours. Um, so I saved up um, initially to take this trip. Um, but, yeah, hopefully in the future my startup company and my jewellery label will be my full-time making van life full-time. That's the, the aim. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So how much did you save to embark upon van life and how do you budget ongoing for life on the road? Um, yeah, so initially I set out with I think about 6K, six grand like aside for the dedicated for travel. Along the way, like I was hoping to kind of break even with my jewellery label, um, earning enough money and then I had the savings just in case there wasn't enough sales or um, especially with COVID around, I wanted a little bit of backup in case something happened. But yeah, so on the road, I generally put, I have it automatically set to put $400 into my spendings card. Um, so then I use that for, yeah, all this, all my spendings basically. Um, most of the time I have funds left over, so that just sits in there um, because if an opportunity comes up, I want to be able to take it and not be restricted on a really tight budget as such. Um, so, yeah, there's like a little bit of money that kind of accrues over time in that account um, so that, yeah, I can jump on a yacht if I decide that's what I want to do. That's yeah. so cool. <laughs> and what do your expenses consist of? Because I have seen your Instagram and I've seen that you've shared on there um, what your costs are on the road. So what kind of things do you have to take into consideration in terms of expenses when you're living in the van? Yeah, so um, for me, food is most expensive. Usually I spend a little bit over $100 a week um, just because I love cooking and into like health foods and things. And then the next most biggest expense is probably petrol for me, which varies a lot depending how much I've travelled that week. 
Um, like some weeks I won't spend any money and other weeks I might put two tanks in. Next is, yeah, probably health for me because I consider that really important. So, yeah, like my pool visits um, and then I do like acupuncture and those sorts of things, which are more of like a luxury, some people would call them. Um, but, yeah, that's in my budget. Um, yeah, and then accommodation is a little bit um, – I don't stay at caravan parks too often, but I stay at some like national parks, which are generally fairly cheap per night. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'm just at parks and things. Yeah. Awesome. And I saw that you did have in your budget um, car washing as well. Is that something that you do often? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely a luxury to some people. Um, yeah, just because my van's fairly new, um, I just like to keep everything clean, including the outside of my van. <laughs> Love it. And then just some um, more general questions. What are some of the hard parts of van life that people might not expect? Um, yeah, depending on what you have in your van, I'd say washing dishes is definitely a hard part. It's not seen um, on social media. Um, like washing your dishes under a tap at nighttime with a head torch on definitely isn't glamorous. <laughs> yeah, that's probably my most challenging but there's also the factor of like where being like feeling safe and where to sleep at night is definitely a big one. Um, but you kind of, um, yeah, as time's gone on, I felt a lot more comfortable and kind of know where to look and um, know how to find spots to sleep at night. Um, yeah, they're probably the two biggest ones for me. Awesome. And then in terms of goals for the future with van life, what, what are your goals going forward? Yeah, not too sure really. I've kind of fallen into this this trip, so um, kind of just taking it as it comes. But um, yeah, at the moment I'm set to head back to Victoria for Christmas if all the borders and things are okay. Um, yeah, and then from there might keep travelling or I might build a bigger van that's just got a sink inside. That'd be <laughs> and, so good. Yeah, and I can do my jewellery on the road a bit more as well. Um, which would be great. I can do more markets and um, be a bit more off-grid and go to more remote places um, that I haven't been able to go to in this van. Um, but, yeah, hopefully to do van life full-time and to be earning enough money consistently from my two businesses to be able to live on the road for the next few years. Awesome. And what advice would you give to someone who's maybe listening to this podcast episode and thinks that sounds like something I'd really love to do? Uh, where would you advise that they start? Uh, well, that's a good question. I I would say just start, like just even just hire a van for a weekend or something and just test that you actually like it. Um, because a lot of people I know are like Instagram makes it very luxurious and things. Um, and it's definitely not for everyone. Um, it's not probably as easy as some people think it is. Um, so, yeah, I'd definitely say give it a go before you go investing all your time and effort into building a van. Um, yeah, and get a taste for it. But otherwise, yeah, just give it a go and see what you think. Like if you like being outdoors, it's definitely a good way to explore the country and yeah, I'd say just give it a go. <laughs> awesome. And if people want to find you and ask any further questions, um, where can they find you? Um, yeah, so on Instagram is probably the best way. My Instagram's Journeys by Chelsea. Um, otherwise, my jewellery label is Ylang Ylang Jewels and my startup company is Markets Hub. 
www.chelseaarts.com.au. Awesome. So if anyone's listening and you want to reach out to Chelsea, just follow her on Instagram. We'll leave her Instagram in the show notes as well. Um, But thank you so much for joining. This has been so cool. Uh, Really inspiring story. So thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respect to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Hey, it's Glenn James here. One of the best ways to nail your personal finances is to develop a spending plan. If you don't have a system in place or you want to get started, check out the link in the show notes to the Glenn James spending plan. It will change your life. It's changed thousands of lives. You won't be disappointed. Now, if you're listening and you've heard of UpBank before and you want to give them a try and support the podcast at the same time, click the link in the show notes and you'll get $5 in your new account simply by being a Gen Z money listener. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.